Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez. Over the weekend, my friend and a friend to many, Carmen Ramirez, who was a longtime activist, was struck and killed by a vehicle as she stepped off the curb into the crosswalk. She was on her way to listen to music at the summer concert in downtown Oxnard. The news traveled fast, phone call, text message, outpouring on Facebook for Supervisor Carmen Ramirez. She was the first Latina to be elected to the Ventura County Board of Supervisors just two years ago. Ventura County is a county comprised of just under a million people. It is diverse. It has oceans and harbors, agricultural fields and mountains. It's in between Santa Barbara County and Los Angeles County. And my family has come to call this area home for a few generations. And I like to call it the center of the universe. And I believe everybody should feel that way about wherever they're from. I, like thousands of others over the weekend, was in utter disbelief when I received the call that she had died so suddenly and tragically. The shock quickly turned into a deep grief, the kind that makes you curl up in a ball and cry until your head aches. Each community has their version of a Carmen Ramirez, at least the lucky ones, those people who are integrous compassionate, see the humanity in all folks, regardless if you agree with their position or not, have no ulterior motive for running for public office except for serving the people and the land. And that's what made Carmen stand out to me, is she served the people as passionately and as as vigorously as she did the shoreline. She was instrumental in defeating the construction of a natural gas pipeline. It would have included 21 miles of pipe laid on the ocean floor that would have connected the pipeline bringing in natural gas into Ormond Beach. Ormond Beach is a wetland. It is home to rare plants and a resting spot for migratory birds. The shoreline serves as a beachfront open space for residents in South Oxnard, a mostly Latino, underserved, under-resourced area. That beach is already designated a federal Superfund site because of the now-closed smelting plant. I could see why 
there were people who would see that Ormond Beach already scarred by industrial development, already a wasteland for toxic activity that was happening there for many decades. So you would think, well, why not use this portion of the shore? But that is what makes somebody like Carmen Ramirez different. This is how you grow well-being in your community. Instead of seeing the scars, Carmen Ramirez saw the potential. She saw what Ormond Beach could become again, which is one of the largest wetlands in Southern California. She saw how it was absolutely part of the solution. Our wetlands are the planet's lungs. Just like the peatlands that I talked about in a past episode about palm oil and why we should skip the palm oil in our favorite foods. Because wetlands not only filter water and clean the water naturally that's coming from streams and rivers inland moving its way to the shoreline, but it also has the ability to draw down carbon, which is key if we are to truly fight against climate change. In that shoreline of Ormond Beach, Carmen Ramirez and others who joined her saw it as a place where they could grow well-being. They saw what is essential, what is good about it, and started to do the work around organizing and resulting in the defeat of this alternative vision. And the other piece that I love about Carmen and the work that she did, Carmen didn't stop there in the defeat of the natural gas pipeline that was slated to come into Ormond Beach, but instead then worked for growing well-being in another way, to bring energy that is necessary and a requirement for much of what we do on on a daily basis, but started to work with others to think about what are clean energy alternatives that could bring the same amount of power, if not more, into this area of Oxnard and beyond. And she did that over the years. She accomplished that with her work as a legal aid attorney for many decades on Oxnard City Council and then serving as Ventura County Supervisor. When I went to the vigil over the weekend, which felt so good. I understand the necessity for vigils because it's a place where collectively we can merge that sorrow and come through it a little lighter on the other side. But it was such a beautiful vigil and honoring of Carmen's life. But there was a theme each of the speakers who took the stage shared, and that was how Carmen made them feel like they were her best friend, that cheerleader. And I can say this for myself. She was a listener of this podcast. And every now and again, she'd send me an email responding to my newsletter, cheering me on, telling me how good the work is and to keep doing what I'm doing. And she's done that through the years. And she's not only done that for me, but she's done that for so many 
others. And it's made a huge impact in each person whose story I had the opportunity to hear and read on Facebook. And it occurred to me that the same thing Carmen does in her activism, both environmental and social justice activism, of seeing the good and drawing that out and growing it and focusing on the solution and what we want more of, what she wanted more of in our community. She does that at the individual level too. She does that with, she did that with each person. It makes me sad to say did, but she did that with everybody. She did it with everybody. She would see if you were, if you were working something out, if you were working on something, she was the first to cheer you on, to draw it out, to grow it bigger. She just did it naturally. She grew well-being. And that is something all of us can cultivate. That's something I talk about for us to do on this path to eat less water. It's what I do when I partner with farmers and with food producers who are building soil, who are working to keep our rivers and our streams abundant and clean. They are the ones, for example, when I talked about the farmers in Hawaii who have planted thousands of koa to bring back an indigenous tree to be the shade of the coffee plant that was always intended to be under the shade of an understory tree. We have the capacity to grow well-being in our kitchen, and we also have the capacity to let that energy leak out of our kitchens and into our communities as simply as just focusing on what is working, on the solutions, and growing that from the individual person to a policy to an action. The last newsletter I sent, the subject was Hope is for Losers, Turn Your Hope into Action. It was based on a poster that I saw at a yoga studio of a friend of mine in Ojai. And at first I was jolted by that because I associate hope as a really positive emotion, a positive feeling. And it absolutely is. And it is required if we are going to bring about change. But it's the starting point because hope by itself doesn't change anything, doesn't bring about the things that we want it to bring about. And I took the example of my very disorganized and still disorganized garage that I keep hoping will get organized and I keep hoping will look different than what it looks like, but it can't ever move into a state of organization unless I turn that hope into action. And that is what people who are activists, whether it's in your homes or it leaks out into your communities the way it has for Carmen Ramirez, who as a woman of 73 spent decades of her life growing well-being in this community. And I want to just end with a story that I read. Somebody had posted on Facebook about her. Carmen, as a little girl, had grown up in Pico Rivera area of LA. And at that time, when she was a young girl, the beaches were not inclusive of people of color. 
the the swimming pools were white only for most days, except for one day when they would open it up to both black and brown kids the day before the pool was cleaned. For her family, the shoreline, the beach she would go to, was a beach without an ocean. It was in East Los Angeles on the LA River. It was a wetland. And she would stand on that shore and she would wish to go to the beach. She had never seen the beach. That was 20 miles away. And her mother didn't drive. And she would daydream about walking along the river for those 20 miles so that she could come to the beach. Eventually, she moved to Oxnard, which is a beachside community, and became the protector of our shoreline. It also reminded me of a quote by author Zora Neale Hurston, and she wrote, All water is off on a journey unless it's in the sea and it's homesick and bound to make its way home someday. Each of us are drops of water, aren't we? The the fact that we're disconnected from each other is an illusion because we are of the same substance. And eventually, we all make our way back to that ocean. Carmen, I know you've made your way back to the ocean, and the drops of water that you've left behind will continue to grow well-being in your absence. I'm going to end the episode there. In memory of Maria Carmen Ramirez, you'll never be forgotten. Please join me here again every Monday and Wednesday, where I'll share bite-sized action tips, and also stories that I hope will inspire. There is power in the collective. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water Shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective. Thank you.